1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Danny Huerta is joining us. Dr. Huerta is with Focus on the Family. And what he does is he works with parenting initiatives. He provides families with practical, biblical, and research-based parenting advice on topics such as media discernment, discipline, communication, mental health, conflict resolution, and healthy sexuality. And he's coming in right now. And uh, we kind of blindsided him with a topic, but it's something that is on the news right now. And Danny, thanks, first of all, for being here with us on mornings with Tom and Tommy and being willing to um, kind of address a very difficult um, news story that we've seen and maybe how we can get to the heart of it. Danny, thanks for being here this morning. Hey, Tom and Tommy, thanks for inviting me to this uh, conversation. Thank you. Well, thank you. And if you are just joining us and you haven't been watching the news in the past couple of days, what we're talking about is something that happened last Friday at an elementary school. It's a six-year-old who shot his teacher. The teacher did survive, thank goodness, and was able to escort all the children out of the building before she collapsed. But she was shot in the chest by uh, her student, and he did that deliberately. It was not like he had a gun, didn't know how to use it, it went off. He intended to hurt her, possibly to kill her, and he is in custody, and we are, uh, well, not uh, not me, but the, the authorities are trying to figure out, put the pieces together of how this happened. But it got us, of course, concerned. We've prayed for this on the air, and we are thinking about this whole issue of violence in our culture. Now we're seeing it trickle down to these younger ages. Hopefully this won't be a trend. But just thinking about how we deal with children, how Sometimes people are not aware of where they are developmentally, where they what they need at those times, what can influence them. Sometimes parents are allowing kids to watch the news or things that seem benign, but the kids are picking up information and uh, and, and children are, are designed to copy. And um, so I, I don't know. I, we don't know all the, the answers and, and we don't know all the details, but just want you to speak to this. Yeah, and, and uh, Tavi, great points on that. I do think that the parents need to be aware of the fact that uh, children have uh, designed inside of them from birth these mirror neurons that actually mirror what they see, and that's a, a relational side of their of their brain, and and brings on empathy and some great things. But what they begin to do is mimic. Uh, the, the, the things they're interested in, and you get some kids with, with certain personalities and mixing it with content that is so readily out there, and you can get a combination of behaviors that uh, a child doesn't even understand they're doing. They're, they're uh, either saying certain words to other kids in the playground or 
certain behaviors that are sexual or other things. And it's coming from content they've ingested, uh, and now it's coming out in behavior. So we need to be aware as parents. It's not to shame any parents. It's to create awareness that the brain is very vulnerable from an early age to want to uh, copy behaviors they see in adults or in the adult world. And some kids are fascinated uh, by things that, that trigger excitement, and that can, be, that, it, that can include violence. And right now we know that violence has been uh, pervasive on video games, and it creates a sense of power for young kids, and so they're very attracted to, to very violent video games. And I do see parents allowing their kids to do that, not thinking that their child could become aggressive, and not all children do. So I'm not saying that a child watches a violent scene and all of a sudden they become a violent person. It's the combination between that and other factors mentally in your child and emotionally. But I always turn to Proverbs 4.23 where it says, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life. We need to guard or help our children know how to guard their hearts and minds, their soul, because that's where life comes from. Uh, so make sure you have uh, parameters and boundaries that are healthy at each age and stage for your kids. And uh, we've developed a lot of that content that focus on the family that you can read about for each of the ages and stages when you're considering what media to consume. Well, thank you. You're hearing the voice of Danny Huerta. We're talking about a story that we've seen on the news. It's about a six-year-old who uh, brought a gun to school, shot their teacher. And we're just trying to unpack those moments uh, for small children. Uh, even into their teenage years, we're seeing activity and uh, violent activity that's being played out in the media that definitely has impact on people. And as you're talking about those mirroring moments, I, I wanted to do two things, Danny. You had mentioned Proverbs 420. I wanted to read what happens after that in verses 24 and moving on in Proverbs. It says this, put away perversity from your mouth. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. And as we hear stories like this, we want to do something to help the kids. But it seems like if they are mirroring, mm. that stuff that needs to be done has to happen in us first, doesn't it? Mm. Yes, uh, they're watching us as parents. They're learning uh, how we do habits in our home, how we clean our home, how we do dishes, all the way to what we watch. And as we watch things, we're basically saying, hey, this is okay. I'm okay with this. And uh, so as we're guarding our own heart, our own mind, we're also guarding our home and our children as they're sitting with us. And how precious is that brain, that mind that God has given us and we get to guard it, and we only get one. And it's not like you can just press an erase button and take it away. You're getting to, you're invited to guide your kids towards life, towards relationships. And I realize that entertainment is so, so fun to do as a family and to escape life through that. That can be, people will tell me, but it's so much fun, Mr. Huerta. It is. So find the, the right entertainment that's healthy that you guys can consume together. That's the challenge for you mm. and not just letting anything go in there because you never know your child may, may be struggling with a mental health issue or other things that could be triggered there. And as they get much older, they get to make the decisions they make with what they consume. And uh, unfortunately, I've seen some parents say, man, I can't believe what my kid is watching. And they're 16, 17, 18. 
And as we go backwards and figure out where the boundaries were and limits, there weren't many. And so the question is, why are you surprised that they've wanted more and more and more? Because our brain is never satisfied with what we've got. We have to teach our kids to be able to tell themselves no and have boundaries and see those as very life-giving. And that's up to us as parents as we model it in our own lives. And as we're continuing a conversation with Dr. Danny Huerta, it's kind of taking a turn as we're looking at a story that developed over the weekend, really, of a six-year-old boy who shot his teacher. And we're kind of walking through what might have happened for that particular child. But as we're looking at our own children, how do we help them manage their own strong emotions? Danny, thanks for being here with us this morning. Hey, thank you, Tom and Toby. Great to be with you. Yeah, so as we think about it, a six-year-old who obviously has some strong emotions, most children do, and um, you know, most of them don't act out to to that level, thank thankfully. But they still need some guidance in it. How can we begin to shape our children, our grandchildren, um, as they are angry, uh, sad? Uh, you know, helping them to monitor that and and mature in it. Yeah, it's it, emotions can become completely overwhelming. And for kids, that part of their brain is fully developed at an early age. But the part that helps regulate it, manage the emotions, make sense of emotions, direct the emotions in a, in a healthy way, is still developing and continues to develop well into early adulthood, into, into the early 20s. And so we have to realize as parents, we need to teach our kids how to manage their emotions. And it first begins with us. How do we manage that. And we were talking earlier about the modeling of our behaviors, of our life, and how kids are watching. And so in the home, I, I encourage parents to be a culture where, where you openly talk about emotions and, uh, and that they're not, they're not bad things. They're actually telling exactly what you're thinking about and they're reacting to your thoughts. And so for kids, help them learn to reach for the better thought. Because there may be a thought that is not based on any truth. Like when we see a, when you see a shadow, you, you may get scared, and then a new thought comes in and says, oh, no, that's just a shadow, and it calms you down. And so our emotions are reacting, our feelings are reacting to what we're thinking about something. And so we know that media influences the way we think about certain things, and so therefore our emotions begin to follow that. And so... As, as parents, we need to teach our kids that we don't just follow those emotions, we dig deeper. We slow down and we say, hey, what, why do we have that emotion? That be, become an emotion detective so that you can find the thought that's creating that and figure out, is this emotion really getting what I'm, what I'm wanting? And for some kids, a big emotion of anger may get them power, but is that a healthy thing? And, and, and maybe responding to that, hey, a better way to ask for what you're wanting is to calmly come, and I want to figure out why you're so angry. And so use that language in your house. I, I love having emotions uh, charts where kids can begin to, to have a, a vocabulary beyond sad, mad, and happy, and they can be, become more descriptive to help the parents uh, be detectives with them on where those emotions are coming from. Just realize as parents that the world around us triggers emotions. And for kids, when they're just reacting and they're having their emotions spill out, many times that triggers our own emotions as parents. And then we're, 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 our emotions are spilling out and then it gets out of hand. Make sure you're showing uh, your calmness as you approach and help your, guide your kids 
in their emotions. And uh, also know that when they're watching media and they consume more and more of that, uh, they're going for a ride in their thoughts. And so emotions can go in places where you're hoping they were going to go to and uh, have have the conversations around how certain shows, certain media affects their emotions and if that's the healthiest thing for them. Okay, you're hearing the voice of Dr. Danny Huerta, and we're talking about these strong emotions and how we can really help guide kids in the midst of that, especially your children our children as we're learning this. And Danny, and as we're wrapping up, this is kind of our conclusion uh, to our time together. And there's so much to talk about and to unpack. But um, what would you say to the parent who saw the news, saw what was going on, and, um, and they're thinking, oh, my word, how do I help my children so that that doesn't happen for them? What's maybe a practical guide that you can share with them right now? Yeah, the, the first thing is to pause and listen to your kids. Many, many families are so busy, they don't stop and listen to one another. That's a great culture to have in your home. Listen, if they have a certain emotion, listen before you're reacting, and then, and then give them the tools they need to manage that, rather than just correcting the behavior in that moment. Take the time to dig deeper, because you're getting to be the coach and the teacher for your children. Make sure you're praying with your kids and reading scripture and pouring that into their minds. That's a great habit to begin right now in, in 2023, reading scripture out loud as a family and, uh, and discussing that, having prayer time together, and then just having some downtime together as a family, having rest and balance so that you can listen to one another and find some other activities beyond media that you can consume together and, and uh, do together as a family. Maybe it's board games but uh, or other activities, art. The other day I was, I was painting something with my daughter, and what a rich time uh, to have that uh, together or go out on a, for a walk or a run. There's so many opportunities, but it takes energy. It takes intentionality, and I believe in you parents because we, we can really help mentor the next generation and what an invitation that is to be able to uh, create a, a very positive, transformative momentum in our kids. Uh, God will be with you. It'll be imperfect, but lean in. And I know it's tiring, but it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Amen.